Hi, welcome to uh, San Antonio Breast Cancer Conference. I'm Jack Goodpasture. I'm the Senior Director of Medical Affairs at Eli Lilly and Company Lilly Oncology and excited to be here. So could you tell us a little bit, what are some of the biggest things patients need to know about that were discussed here in, at 2019 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium? Well, San Antonio always delivers uh, great information, great new information. I think um, some of the most um, you can always gauge uh, interest in scientific disclosure by how many cameras go up in the room when the disclosures are happening. And I think where I saw a lot of cameras go up this week uh, were in the HER2 positive metastatic space. There were two disclosures in particular that I think gathered a lot of attention. The first one is the result of a study called HER2 climb. It was looking at an investigational molecule called Tacatinib in combination with a HER2 targeted therapy and chemo versus placebo in combination with a HER2 targeted therapy and chemo. And uh, what was really interesting about this study is it also included patients with brain metastasis. So of a lot of interest to patients uh, with that diagnosis, this study looked at progression-free survival, overall survival, and then broke out that cohort of patients that had brain metastasis. And interestingly enough, the drug performed well across all of those variables, including the patients who had brain mass. So that was exciting data, the investigational molecule. I think the second really interesting um, study in the HER2 positive space has to do with an investigational molecule by Daachi Sankyo called, we call it DS8201. Uh, and it's a drug that was looked at in patients who were also pre-treated. Uh, and they were really looking for response rates here. And they saw in that patient population really robust responses and really durable responses. So again, in the HER2 positive space, heavily pretreated. These were third line types of patients. You're seeing new therapies come along that are offering a benefit. So that's certainly exciting for patients. Moving on, the, the class of drugs that's received a lot of attention this year, um, not just here at San Antonio, but throughout the year, are what we call the CDK4-6 inhibitors. These are drugs like Virzinio, Ibrantz, Cascali. Uh, um, Going all the way back to ASCO of this year, you saw Cascali disclose some positive overall survival data. And then at ESMO, Virginio demonstrated a nine-and-a-half-month overall survival benefit in a patient population that had previously been on endocrine therapy. So these are patients that had progressed through endocrine therapy in a nine-and-a-half-month overall survival benefit. And then the Mona Lisa 3 trial, another trial for Cascali, demonstrated overall survival. So there's been a lot of excitement around these molecules this year. And as you come into San Antonio, what you're seeing is further uh, understanding of how the drugs are performing in a variety of places. I'll point out a couple of things. Um, for abemocyclob or Virzinio, that Monarch 2 study, which I mentioned earlier, are patients who had um, Virzinio plus fulvestrin. Uh, or placebo plus fulvestrin after having progressed on prior endocrine therapy with that nine and a half month survival benefit. Some of the questions that come up are, how did the subgroups of patients perform? And we took a look at patients who have uh, previously identified prognostic factors that would confer a less favorable prognosis. So things that might make you think that that patient's presentation, would they would be less likely to do well. Right. What, so what things, kind of things are those? I'll point them out. So some things like uh, liver metastasis, or if the tumor has a really high grade, um, there was previous work that's been done that identified that those things may confer a poorer prognosis. And in this analysis, it's an exploratory analysis in that Monarch 2 overall survival data, the encouraging thing to see was that the drug performed very consistently no matter what the uh, poor prognostic subtype was. So again, just adding to the body of knowledge there. 
Um, we also took a look in the Monarch 3 patient population. So these are patients who are um, what we'd call first-line metastatic. And uh, a really interesting exploratory analysis done there. So this was uh, Virginio in combination with um, an aromatase inhibitor uh, in the frontline setting. And, and we were looking at progression-free survival as a primary endpoint in that study. And one of the questions that comes up often is, you know, breast cancer uh, comes in a lot of different varieties. So were there genomic alterations available in those patients that we could detect? And how did the drug perform there as well? And we were excited to present here. We took a look at uh, circulating tumor DNA, so in the blood, sequenced it for over 70 different genomic alterations. And what was interesting was we saw, again, consistent performance in the Virginio plus AI group uh, in terms of, uh, you know, those genomic subtypes. The drug still performed really well, consistent with the intent-to-treat population. So, again, we're seeing more and more data come out that just speaks to how reliable and consistent these drugs are, which is really exciting for patients, for sure, and really uh, informative for their healthcare practitioners.